So what do you get if you cross a bush with a pig? A hedgehog. You guys all hear that? That's my son Otis. He's three, and it's our favorite joke. And I just figured I'd see if I could get us quiet and engaged. It worked, kind of. Um, <laughs> well, hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, if you're part of the Missio family, um, so glad that you're here this morning. Uh, if you're a guest with us, and I see we have, we have a handful. Uh, welcome, my name's Dominic, and we're, we're really glad that you're here. Uh, you're joining us this morning on uh, kind of a special Sunday, or really a special Sunday, and not because I'm going to tell jokes, because that wouldn't make it special, but because this is a, a transition Sunday for us. Um, if you're a part of, of the Missio family, hopefully you should have gotten an email this week um, notifying you that this is our last Sunday celebrating here at Mary Riki. Everybody get that? Yeah. Um, and what that means is that uh, today, yeah, I want to spend time and um, just help us transition a little bit. But even if you're a guest here this morning uh, and you're stepping in here for the first time, my, my hope and desire, as it always is when we all come together, is that you'll, you'll hear from Jesus and connect with him and you'll be able to engage as well today too. Because today's really not just about uh, us as a community transitioning, but it's really about remembering God's faithfulness and his goodness to us individually and communally, and then also thinking about uh, how God's past faithfulness allows us to have hope in a future that's different than what the world has to offer. And so this morning, I want to begin, um, actually not with a joke, but by reading uh, out of Psalm 105. Um, I've been, one of of the the goals of of my own discipleship is to engage God's word uh, every day through the Moravian text, and this summer it's had me reading through uh, the Psalms in in the 100s. And I was telling our staff team this week that what's really interesting is that uh, Psalm 102 is this psalm where uh, the psalmist is writing and he's asking God, he's saying, God, please, please don't, don't hide your face from me. I, I need your face. I need your presence. I need your love. I need to know and remember the reality of you in my life and in this world. I, I need to remember your faithfulness, your goodness. And because he's going through a hard time. And there's something that happens. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that, it, that it's that God actually doesn't hide his face and God reveals something beautiful to him and it opens his mind to, to see his face and remember who God is. Because then what happens after Psalm 102 is that you have Psalm 103 through 108, which are these psalms, which every single one begins with this phrase or this refrain in similar words, but basically saying, praise God because he's good. Bless the Lord because he is faithful. It's something along those lines of declaring who God is after this moment where he was saying, God, please, please don't hide your face from me. Please, I need to know that you're there. God meets him, the psalmist, personally revealing his love, his character, his goodness. And then the psalmist goes on this portion where I'm going to read part of it here. Psalm 105, 1 through 6, goes like this then. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miraculous and the judgments he uttered. O offspring of Abraham, his servant, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. And right in the middle there, there's this phrase in verse three and four, glory in his holy name, meaning rejoice in his holy name, find great joy in it and bless God's name for who he is. And let the hearts of those who seek the Lord 
Those who are are seeking after him, desiring him, looking for him in the midst of day-to-day life, let them rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength, like we just sang about, that he's a God of great strength. He's a God who's a champion. He's a God who fights for us, and we don't have the ability to. And seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he's uttered. This morning, really, the heart and and the goal is that we we do that together. Um, We remember who God is, and and through doing that, we'll be seeking him. Uh, And it'll allow us to have strength and courage, hopefully, to to continue in seeking forward as we go through kind of this season and this period of of transition. Uh, The reality of Psalm 105, too, is that it's it's a a psalm of, of gratitude. And it's reminding us, everybody who would have been singing it together, that they're heirs, they're beneficiaries of the great promises of God, of the great covenant of God. And that each person has the ability to embrace that calling for their own life, the fact that they're, they're a covenant child of God, in order to live into then the life of, of holiness and of purpose that God's called them to. And so again, this morning, the hope and the goal is that we have some moments to sit and feel that and embrace that this morning. In order to do that, what I feel like I'm, I'm supposed to do this morning is lead us through, again, talking a little bit about God's past faithfulness in order that we can kind of sit together before we move forward into kind of future stages of, of what's happening. And just to, I'll just say it real clear. This is our last Sunday here. Next Sunday, we're going to be moving and going to um, Alpenrose uh, Dairy. A lot of you have played baseball there and gone to Christmas lights there, and we're inviting you next week to come and worship Jesus there. And it's not just going to be the Missio community, but it's going to be us with two other churches in southwest Portland who have pastors that I've been meeting with for the last few months praying, and we've been praying just for the union of our churches because that's what Jesus called us to do. Uh, as we've been going through prayer this summer, that's one of the things I felt God calling me to was go and invite and initiate with those guys. And so I did. And, and if you know Riversgate and if you know the names Greater Portland, you know we've used space at their places before. One of the things interesting about us being a nomadic people is that we've had to form these relationships and these churches are so grateful. And they've invited us in to have space and we've shared in gatherings and Good Fridays and Christmas Eves and all kinds of stuff. And I think it's been really good for my own soul and I think it's been good for our community to have to connect with other churches and to realize it's not just about us. It's about God. And it's about what God is doing in our city. It's about God's love and God's faithfulness, God's grace at work in our community and in our larger city as we come together with other churches. So next Sunday, please come out to Alpenrose Dairy, and we're going to worship with two other churches, and we're going to have a really great time doing that. And then the following Sunday, uh, September 16th, it's going to be our first Sunday uh, over at Hayhurst Elementary, which is one of our our school partnerships. And the beautiful thing about um, just going over there, I'll I'll talk about it later in a minute, but... um, yeah, God's provision, it's, it's, it's different. It's unique than I, than I ever anticipated. Um, and so I'm so grateful, again, for God's faithfulness. And I'll talk more about that. But basically, one of the things I'm really grateful for is how God keeps surprising uh, me in this journey and us as a leadership team as we've been faithful just to obey and, and follow him in, in planting a church a number of years ago. And I want to just show you some pictures and kind of talk through a little bit of history so that we can remember together how good God is and just how awesome he is, and think about his faithfulness, and then give us some space to do that individually and, and look forward to. So really, um, Missio was birthed um, out of a vision that, that God gave to um, a, man named, a man and a woman named John and C.J. Chang. They're, they're part of our community today. Um, they, they, they called a handful of us together uh, back in like 2009 to start praying. And they, they said, hey, would you, would you just begin to pray about planting a church in Southwest Portland that would be an authentic community that makes Christ known so that others can come to fully know him? 
And in about two, so in 2010, we, we got together after praying in 2009, and we just started meeting in homes. We had a couple meetings in John and CJ's home. We had a couple meetings in my home. We met actually in Joel and Lisa's home too, and that's the first picture I want to show you. This is the, the original core team of Missio um, that, that, that birthed. So there's, if you count that, I think there's two, four, so there's like nine adults there, or 10 adults, and like three kids. Um, one of the pastors in that picture, one of the guys in that picture, uh, he's gone on to pastor youth at another church and another guy and his wife, Travis and Aaron, I'll talk about them. They went and planted a church in the East County, but you'll see Christine and I, you'll see Joel and Lisa, you'll see John and CJ, you'll see Melissa Spalding in there. Um, and you'll see there's like hardly any kids, but th- this was the original team. And what's really fun and what's really awesome is that as we got together just out of faith and obedience to pray, to open scripture together, to think about who are the people in our orbits, who are the people of peace in our lives that God is wanting us to share the good news of Jesus with, our, our numbers just began to grow. God added to this, this group of nine, 10 adults and three kids so that after a year in 2011, uh, we started gathering um, up the street at a place called St. Barnabas. It was another church that they allowed us to use their, their fellowship hall. And in 2011, basically a year later after that other picture, here's the, here's the core group. There's about 30-something people in there. So our number about tripled. Uh, not that many more kids, actually, but people just that had been displaced, rejected from the church, turned off by God, or moving here and just wanting to find a place where they could authentically connect with Jesus, they came here. And so there's about 30 adults there. And what we would do in that place, if you go to the next picture too, uh, we, again, we would just, we started having our first, what we called Sunday expressions. And twice a month, first it was once a month, we just gathered, we had a meal. And then we, we, we would open the scriptures and we'd pray and we'd share life. And then we did it twice a month until finally we got to a place where we outgrew that fellowship hall and God opened up the doors for us to come here in January of 2012. And in January 2012, it's really funny because our very first Sunday that we were moving in here, it actually snowed. And so we had pulled the truck and trailer, we had set up, we we're all getting ready for it, and then all of a sudden the snow is coming down and we had to call it. And so it was just, it ended up being maybe about 20 of us in this room, I don't know, maybe that, that we're here to set up and prepare the space for worship. And so we just hung out and we prayed, we waited for a little bit, we packed up and we left. And I'll be honest, we almost thought this morning was going to be like that just being Labor Day weekend, everybody out of town, whatever, like we're here setting up, we're going, this might be similar to the very first time we landed here. How ironic would that be? Almost how beautiful. But you're all here, and this is a, this is a beautiful day. It's fun. Um, but yeah, so we started gathering here at Mary Riki in January of 2012. So it's been six and a half years that God has been meeting us here in this space, that he's been inviting us to come here to connect with him, worship with him, hear from him, and to connect with one another, hear from one another, bless one another, be together, be the body of Christ. And what I love about us being in this gym and us, again, being in this nomadic form is that it's taught us how to embrace rhythms of Jesus that honestly, I don't think we would have embraced had we bought a church or had a church building in the very beginning. And I honestly think that's part of the reason why in this last two-year transition where we have a leadership team have sought about buying or leasing a building, God said, nope, you're going to another school. Because I think there's still more that we need to learn about being the nomadic people of God because that's, if you look at scripture, that's who God's people are. They're exiles, they're nomads. This, This isn't their home. And so you're learning to follow Jesus in this world that is only your temporary place. And so what we had to learn while we were here in this temporary place was rhythms of following Jesus. So we started uh, meeting out in parks in the summer every so often. We'd have Missio in the park. And we'd pray for and invite people of peace to come because they won't come into a school gym or they won't come into a church, but they'll meet you in the park to have lunch, won't they? Because that's what people do on Sunday mornings who aren't weird like us. 
So we said, hey, come to the park with us. We started doing that. And then from the very beginning, too, we had, we had church partnerships, school partnerships with two schools, Mary Ricky and Hayhurst Elementary. And so we started mowing the lawns and pulling weeds and painting windows and whatever you do, whatever we just did a couple weeks ago. And again, that formed these relationships so that we're actually able to move into Hayhurst really seamlessly in, in, in a couple weeks. But all that to say what, what, what God has done with us is establish these rhythms and these foundations to define ourselves as a church, not by a building, but by who we follow, by who has died for us, by who has resurrected for us, by who indwells us, Jesus, his Holy Spirit, by who they, those two beings connect us to, God the Father, and what it looks like for us to follow him in our day-to-day lives in the world, not centered around a building that we own but a place that we gather to be encouraged to go out to live on mission with Jesus. And that started way back in 2012 when we opened these doors. In that same year in 2012, yeah, we sent out a church, uh, Travis and Aaron Weiss, to go plant at Roots Community way out in East County, and they're still thriving and rocking and loving Jesus. In 2014, uh, we we actually became an accredited church. We uh, we moved from a church plant to being accredited, which means we were self-funded, self-governed, and self-propagating, meaning we were reproducing. We sent out another church to go plant out in Hillsboro called Roots Community by, by Adam and, and Dana Harvey. They were out there kicking butt for a couple years introducing people to Jesus. We also, in 2014, we, we partnered with the Alliance Northwest, a, a group of churches here in, in the Portland-Vancouver area who are part of uh, the, the Alliance Northwest, part of the Christian and Missionary Alliance, and we sent our first, we partnered in our first sending of, of missionaries overseas to Kosovo so that we weren't just making Jesus known in our neighborhoods here, but we actually engaged in, in, in making Jesus known in the nations, being obedient to the great commandment, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, all the ends of the earth. In 14, we also, um, no, so 15 then, we got the chance to send our first personal missionary, Kao Su Chang, to Bangkok, Thailand with Envision. Again, extending our, our personal connection to making Jesus known, not just in our neighborhoods, but in the nations. In 2016, one of our missional communities said, you know what, one of the other partnerships that we have, Neighborhood House, and we've been doing the the Southwest Hope campaign, one of our missional communities came together, and we had the very first Southwest Hope 5K. We raised thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and pounds of food for those who are in need in our neighborhoods. In 2017, we did it again. In 2018, we did it again, and we've, we've blown Neighborhood House away over and over again because the money has doubled every single year. The amount of food we've been able to raise for those in need, the poor, the rejected, those on the margins of life, it's doubled every single year because God has been faithful as we have been obedient to follow him. 2018, I'm missing some stuff in here, but 2017, we, excuse me, 2016, we also sent our first team to Thailand to support Kaosu and the team over there in Envision. 2017, we got to send another team. 2018, we did our first Missio camping trip. And in between this, you guys, every single year, we've had people open up their homes so that day to day, week to week, there's been space created for mission and discipleship, for people to love Jesus, to love one another, and share life, to grow in knowing him. And I'll be the first to admit, we are not a perfect example of discipleship and mission with Jesus, but we're a living example, and I'm so proud of that. We're a living example of what it looks like just to try and live by faith and obedience, to follow Jesus, to make disciples, and to live on mission with him because we believe that that is the greatest purpose that we as humans can actually have. It's partnering with God, responding to his love, partnering with him to bring redemption and healing and wholeness to this world. 
And I'm so proud that throughout this journey, we've learned more and more just to lean in and to trust God and to let ourselves again not be defined by a building nor a space, but by God's love for us, his faithfulness to us, and being partners with him in sharing that to this world that so badly needs it. I'm also really proud of the fact that um, we, again, this move into Hayhurst is, is so seamless and easy because of the fact that we've had about eight families or whatever, nine to 10 families maybe in the last number of years who've had kids go through there. And so when I asked the principal about moving there because of our need for space and the, you know, just needing, believing we needed to transition from here, she called the district when I was in her office last week and, or two weeks ago and she just said, hey, I want to talk to you about Missio. And I think the person on the end of the phone said, who about who? Because she wasn't expecting Deanne to ask about that. And Deanne goes, you know, Missio, the church that rents over at Riki, I'm hearing that you know, there's just some space constraints and they need to move on. Um, she goes, I would love to have them in my building. And the person on the end of the phone must have go, really? And Deanne goes, yep, I love them. She goes, I've partnered with them for years. They serve my community. They have families here who are set a good example. And she goes, I would love to have them. What do I need to get this done? And I said, oh, okay. And honestly, something that I thought, I knew there was going to be a day where we as a leadership would have to move, lead our community in transitioning and moving, and I dreaded that day. But I'll be honest, the, the two weeks that it took to hear and know, to come to the agreement that this wasn't going to work here anymore and to move there, seamless. You guys, because God is faithful, and we've been obedient just to receive his love Live and abide in it and show it to others. And people in the community notice. They know. They're aware. I want to just talk about three things. And if you read, read my letter, you're, you're aware of it already. But I want to talk quickly about three things that I think that I'm really looking forward to as a future hope as we move into Hayhurst. Um, one is the fact that I just spoke to. We, we, were, we, were, we had space constraints here. We weren't going to be able to, to grow and expand. And it's, it's caused a number of things. Um, at Hayhurst, we're going to have more space. Uh, more space to worship in, and more space for connection. Hayhurst actually has two big gyms like this. We're going to occupy one for our expression to worship in. We're going to have the other one that will help and allow kids to play and do worship, do different things. It's going to be just a bigger creative space for us. I think what it's also going to be able to do is allow us to connect more regularly as a community in some rhythms. Maybe once a quarter, we'll just do like a family lunch or family something like we've done, but having the two bigger spaces will be really helpful and fruitful. Um, also, it's, they've, we, we're here we're maxed out on chairs, uh, we had to actually buy some of our own chairs for certain events here. Over there, they've got way more chairs and we have access to them. So hospitality, the ability to sit, to worship, not just for us, but for our guests when they come in. Classrooms, we'll have more of them available over there. So it means that we can actually have specific classrooms for some of our different age groups, whereas right now we've got some classrooms that are really jam-packed because kids are sharing across age, ages. And it's just been really hard to bring intentional discipleship and, and teach them in creative ways when you, they're sharing such, such a crowded space. So we've got room for more classrooms over there, which is, which is beautiful, because I think it's gonna allow us to love you guys, you kids that are in here today, and in a different way in a more unique way that's tailored for you guys, and I'm so stoked about that. Um, I think, again, us moving not into a place that we own or that we're leasing, but in a, into a place where, again, we're nomads, I think God's, again, inviting us to say, just continue to learn and grow the rhythms of my life. Live up with me, live inward with me, live outward with me. Continue to embrace that, because it's not about the building. It's about you. It's about my children coming together, loving each other, worshiping me, and going out to make me known. The other thing I'm really stoked about, again, is, is relationships. I spoke to her already. We've got families that, worship, that go to school over there, that worship over there by getting educated. And the, 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 the precedent that you guys have set, just thank you. 
Thank you. I had, I had a gal uh, two weeks ago on Saturday at Surf Saturday, and I was cutting bushes and all this, and she looked at me and she said, hey, you, you actually lead the missio, right? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, hey, I, that's cool. Like, I saw you guys worshiping out in the park a couple weeks ago, because I heard you had a last minute like, floor cleaning, you couldn't be here. And I said, yeah. And I said, I hope we weren't too disruptive like, on you guys trying to enjoy your Sunday park. And she said, no, I thought it was beautiful. She goes, I live across the street, so I come and walk my dog here all the time. And she said, actually, a couple of the families that attend Missio, they're good friends of mine, and they've invited me to, to come before. And she goes, maybe, maybe I'll step in. Like, I, just, I see how you guys love this community. I see how real you are. Like, I, I think I really might just come worship. So I text a couple of the guys whose, men, whose names she had mentioned, and I said, hey, do you think she's even like, this is the conversation I had, do you think she's even a Christ follower? And they're like, no, we're pretty sure she's not. And I said, well, she just told me she wants to come and worship Jesus with us once we, once we move. So I share that to say, we've been talking about persons of peace. There are a lot of persons of peace, I think, over at Hayhurst. And what I've learned through this, this season is that actually the key gatekeepers over there, the principal, the, the office, and the, the janitor custodial staff, they're all persons of peace. They're all stoked that we're coming in there. They're willing to partner with us to make Jesus known on Sunday mornings and other times as we occupy that building and partner with them to bring flourishing and goodness, wholeness to that community. I'm really excited about that. Uh, the other thing is the open parking lot. How many of you guys are excited about an open parking lot? <laughs> Honestly, it feels so good for me as a shepherd to say I can provide for us a green pasture to pull into. <laughs> um, and honestly, like I, it pains me, like especially when it gets rain and cold that we have to park and hike, the, you know. But honestly, as I wrote in my letter, the thing I'm like, more excited about even than us having space and finding it easy is our guests, honestly, being able to find, and find space easily. To be able to invite people and know they can pull in, they can find a space, they're not having to walk so far to come in and to meet Jesus and hear about his love for them and his faithfulness to them. I think part of the reason why God, again, is moving us over there is to teach us further about biblical hospitality. It's something I've been wrestling with. It's something we've been talking about as we've been talking about being a family on mission. Because really, biblical hospitality, if you look at it, is just this. It's, it's making space for others to experience God's love. That's really all biblical hospitality is. Our culture has made hospitality about fancy and this and that. Biblical hospitality is just saying what you have, will you use it faithfully, all of what you have, just to make space and room for someone else to come to experience the love of God? It's really simple. Not that it's easy, but it's really simple. And I feel like, again, God's inviting us more and further into that. And our Sunday space, in our missional communities, will we just make space with what God has given us for others to experience his love and his goodness? So all that said, here's, I, here, here's the call. The call is that we would respond in remembering all of God's faithfulness, communally and personally, which we're gonna do in a moment. Would you just respond to him by, by leaning further in? Would you, just, would you just think about who he is and how faithful he's been to allow it to compel you, transform you even, to trust him even more than you already have in order that you would lean in further during this transition in faith and in obedience in stewarding all that you have for his glory so that others would come to know him. And here's what I want to do. This morning, you'll notice we don't have a table uh, for communion. But our, our, our communion table this morning really is, is going to be represented through these two whiteboards here. This first one that's labeled God's past faithfulness, and this one here over here that's labeled my future hope. And under the chairs of maybe the ends of your row or maybe two chairs in since we had to add some, there, you should find a sticky pad. If you're, if you're sitting within the first three chairs, would you just look under your seat? You should find a bright neon-colored sticky notepad. And here's, here's our, here's our community. And if, if you have it, would you just pass them? Take one, take two, actually, take two and, and pass, pass the pad. 
And there should be a pen under your chair or, or you can borrow from a neighbor. But here's, here's what we're going to do this morning as our act of communion, our way of remembering. Because, again, this morning, well, in some regards, it is about our transition of space. In so many ways, it's not even about our transition of space. Today, I felt like God was just calling us to remember his faithfulness, his goodness, in order that that encourages us, fills us, in order that we can look forward to a future hope. And so here's, here's what I'd like you to do. And it, I'd like you on one sticky note, hopefully you have two and hopefully you have a pen. On one sticky note, I would like you to write down, I want you to, I'm going to give, and I'm going to give us five legitimate minutes to kind of sit meditatively and think to do this, uh, both the, the two things. I want you to write on one sticky note just some words or some things that you would say, man, this, helped, this is a way that I have experienced in my life personally God's faithfulness. This is how I, in this season, whether it's a week, six months, the six and a half years we've been here, again, it does not have to be tied to Missio and this gym or this school at all, but just thinking about God and his love for you and his son Jesus and his spirit indwelling you and God at work in this world around you, his faithfulness towards you in whatever season the Holy Spirit leads you to think of, write down something that reminds you of God's past faithfulness to you. So that's on sticky note one. And then after you've done that, what I'd like you to do is take a minute and think about what is, what is my, in light of God's past faithfulness to me, what, what's my future hope? In my relationship with God, in, in, because of his love for me and my response of love to him, what is something that in this next season, again, tomorrow, a week, six months, six years, however you want to define season, you and the Holy Spirit, what is something that you're seeking Jesus in relationship for? Something you're hoping that he will do in your heart, in your life, out of his love for you? And write that on the second one. And then just like we do most Sundays, how we come and we come to the table and we break bread and we dip it in, what I want you to do this morning is to come forward and take your sticky note of God's past faithfulness and I want you to just stick it here on this board. And then I want you to come and take your sticky note of God's future hope, and I want you to come and just stick it on this board. Because what, I, what we're going to do after that is, don't, so don't, don't put your name on this. And afterwards, if you need it and you want to keep it, come back and take it. But what I want to do is just be able to read for us communally just things of God's faithfulness. Because really the story of us as a community and God's faithfulness to us it really is the story of God's faithfulness to us individually. Does that make sense? And God's story of us individually is God's story of faithfulness communally because we're that interdependent. So I'm going to give you five minutes to sit and do that. Um, and then we're going to, we'll, we'll move forward and, and just worship. Does anybody need a pen? We'll go there real quick. Duke, you got your pen? Good job, bro. All right. And kids, please do this as well. Write something the way you've experienced God's love. All right. Last, last call for sticky notes. Here's, um, here's what we're going to do. Just to, to worship and remember together. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to read these as a prayer. Just thanking God for his faithfulness. And then I'm going to go over here and read these as a prayer. Just offering these to God as the things we're hoping for. And I'm going to just invite you to, to do it with me. Obviously, you won't be reading it, but would you just posture your hearts and your minds with me? And I'm going to apologize up front. I, I probably won't be able to read them all on either side. 
but what you wrote is real. God knows it. You, you, you wrote it down with him and Holy Spirit. And so it's, it's in prayer already. But just as an act of, um, again, our, our act of coming to the table. And, um, and then we're going to worship out in response. And so God, um, we just thank you for your faithfulness. God, we gather together this morning that, to just declare your good and to thank you that um, you've provided family during difficult times. That God, you've given financial blessings and school and health. That God, you've given love and support when my mother passed away. That God, my kids sleep through the night. That Lord, you've given me a new identity and a confidence in Jesus. That in your love, in Christ, nothing can separate me from you. That God, you are uh, having, you're just, you're present in my life. That God, I met you and I've developed a relationship with you and I'm meeting and I'm, I'm marrying uh, someone who's a godly woman. And God, that you've provided loving and caring and faithful friends and family. God, that you've given me a safe and helpful, healthy arrival of our baby. That God, you have uh, patiently waited and you've carried me through times of pain and grief when my faith was so weak. And God, you led me into times of joy, into laughter, into refreshing, into restoration. God, thank you for saving my marriage. God, thank you for calling me into community. God, thank you for calling me and guiding me through big transitions this past year. God, thankful that, thank you that you are faithful to guide and sustain. God, thank you that my kid says regularly, I love God. God, thank you that you've answered my prayers. God, thank you that I found Missio to be a family and a place of worship. God, thank you that you've invited me into a journey in your word of wholeness and healing and community. God, thank you that you've given me freedom from depression and self-hatred, and you've invited me into a life of healing and wholeness and your redeeming love, and you've given me confidence in my identity in Christ. God, thank you for your abounding love. God, thank you for sustaining my faith, for leading me to green pastures, for working out all things in my life for your glory and my good. Holy Spirit, thank you for your push in my heart that when I was lost and empty, you came and you filled it. I believe that says. God, I thank you that Missio is still on mission and we're not alone. God, I thank you that through life's storms and transitions and the growth, you're always providing a way forward even when I believe there's none. I'm thankful, God, for the whole earth which you created, that you love. God, we bless you for your faithfulness. And in remembering that, God, we look forward to the future. And we know the hope that we have in you and and because of your love. And so, God, we're hoping for more depth in our relationship with you. God, we're hoping that you would fill us, that you would meet us. God, that you would fill us with with your, your spirit. God, teach me how to depend more on Jesus. I'm trusting that God will continue and provide and sustain throughout transitions. God, I'm asking and I'm hoping for healing, for consistent and unrelenting, unshakable love. God, as, I move to, to, as we move to Hayhurst, would it go smoothly and would everything work out? God, would you give us a cause to fight for against the evil in this world, which will draw attention to God's goodness and God's love? God, I'm hoping for a new career. I'm hoping for my family to have health. God, I'm, provi- I'm hoping that there would be a place for my friends to come and to have a safe place to journey with you, Jesus. God, we're trusting just more in your goodness. God, we're asking that you would set us free from sin and brokenness that remains in our lives. God, would you deepen our relationship with other women in this community of faith so that we could share our lives. Teach me something new and inspiring about you. God, I'm hoping that I'll be able to start afresh to sit at your feet and to know you, to know your renewal. God, I'm hoping and I'm praying, I'm asking that in this season had you bring deeper connection of community for me. God, I'm hoping and I'm praying for transformation, for continued healing, for deeper roots in you. 
God, I'm hoping and I'm praying for a legacy for my children, for peace in the midst of uncertainty, and for long life, God, that's centered in relationship with you. God, we worship you and we thank you for your past faithfulness. God, we hold all of these things in hope, in knowing your love and your goodness. God, we seek you. We want to follow you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, fill us and lead us by faith into these things. Pray this in Jesus' name.